ain't gonna give up Got too little time, I'ma live up Head down, push forward through the tough times Cause anything we're doing is a tough climb Hey there, delicious little gremlins. Welcome to the Office Goblin God Podcast. Damn. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins, two goblins on the internet that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. Today, we are going to get into the very important, but not discussed enough topic of being a bog witch and or a cryptid. Yes, the the return to our roots, shall we say, of, <laughs> of witchery, witchcraft, and being a little hobgoblin. Just live in our days, live in our best lives. Truly, and for all you lovely little listeners out there... I could certainly confirm that D and I are both living up to that. <laughs> On my end, I've got a pimple patch slapped to my forehead and a rhubarb printed robe over another robe. So, Oh, you're double robing. I'm double robing. Hell yeah, girl. Yes. <laughs> and and I am following with no bra. Barely oh, yeah, pants, because I have leggings on, and a nice little blankie just draped over my shoulders, looking like the cape of the queen that I am. Is it the good fleece that you get at Target kind of fleece? It's- my sister got me this blanket about eight years ago or so, and mm-hmm. so it's just your standard, you know, really soft blankie, but it's really long- so it actually covers me, you know, tits to toes, which is kind of hard to come by. Tits to toes, did I hear that correctly? Absolutely, yes. Okay, cool, because I was like, tips, tits, and toes. <laughs> Tip of the tongue, the te- <laughs> teeth, the lips. <laughs> teeth, tits, and toes, it's all covered by my blankie. Yeah, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, excuse me? <laughs> this is the remix. <laughs> The old knees and toes can't come to the phone right now. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, they were destroyed a long time ago. That cartilage left the building. (laughs) Ooh, I am am creaking like the willows that I want to plant in my bog. That is what I'm doing. Swaying gently or with a fury? Um, you know, it depends on the day. Mm. I, I try to ride the waves and sway gently, but some days... I got to womp some willow. <laughs> Kick some ass. <laughs> I was so hoping you would go the whomping willow route because I think of the two ends of the spectrum being grandmother willow and then the whomping mm-hmm. willow. And Ooh. do you need anything in between? Because I say no. No, absolutely not. Those are two extremes. They're the same two sides of the same coin. And I live with that. Two sides of the same pancake. Sure. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) So, which begs the question, when did you know you were a bog witch? (laughs) (laughs) Probably in grad school when I didn't see the sun for, you know, a week straight. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yep. I would get up at the ass crack of dawn and get Mm -hmm. to campus so that I could get to class and then have three classes back to back to back, maybe get a lunch break somewhere and then immediately get to our office and which had no windows because it was an inner room. And most of my classes and my other office space 
in the psych department was in the basement. Everything is in the basement. So literally, I would not see the sun for days unless I decided to take the trip over to the library and sit in the windows to do my homework, which was rare. <laughs> the, those were like four places. Bullpen of my department. Mm-hmm. Fourth floor of the library, right by a window. Ooh, the fourth right floor. Right in the corner, so I could see everyone coming in and out of the elevators. Mm-hmm. That was the spot. The basement. And then our office. Right. With no yeah. windows. No windows, baby. <laughs> and, which I don't know, like, <laughs> that is enough to drive someone crazy. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, as someone who also woke up at the ass crack of dawn and then came home when it was dark... And I would step out from the dungeon that is our office, the basement, wherever, and tears. Oh, Just yeah. pure tears. The moment my eyes made contact with, like, actual outside fresh air. <laughs> yeah. Tears. Like, um, the, the monk homie Hashira from Demon Slayer. Uh-huh. Tears all day, every day, baby. Oh, yeah. I, I had that happen to me more than once of just... Walking outside after staring at a screen for eight plus hours, either Mm. writing a research paper or sending papers off for publication, and you step outside and just go, oh, oh, I'm a human. I'm a human being that deserves clean air. When did I eat last? What is water? Is that what you say? Water? Like, (laughs) you're just like trying to come back to reality. Right, right. Have you done the thing where you know how in really extreme circumstances, bugs, animals, they, the evolutionary process, their adaptive process, like really speeds up? Hmm. They adjust, you know, to um, acclimate to any change in predators and so forth so they can better camouflage or, you know, the good genes or the stronger dominant genes that allow them to survive and thrive better but i I was like why didn't we just photosynthesize because i can tell you all of my cohort including myself all had a vitamin d deficiency and we were all taking supplements for that Mm -hmm. yeah same yeah pale ever since terribly pale Uh uh-huh almost transparent translucent like the fish that live in caves that get no light like in mammoth cave you know so they're just like blind and translucent because who cares that and my immune system to this day is still shot and no way and people say you know give it a year or something and your immune system will bounce back it has not it there is nope it is way weaker than what it used to be when i was a kid and Mm -hmm. granted it's because i used to drink puddle water as a child okay Mm -hmm. i germs were afraid of me when i was a kid now (laughs) some some sick child could breathe in my direction and i get sick and i hate it you know what i think you could take up in your free time licking uh computer mice uh keyboards handrails water fountains water fountains doorknobs (laughs) The, the flusher mechanism of a toilet. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I, I think you, you got to commit and just like really, you know, let's kick that immune system into overdrive. No. See, another another sign that I'm a bog witch here, or at least a witch in general, is that 
we have a community garden where we live now that you can rent plots of land in. And Mm -hmm. you can bet your sweet ass that I'm about to be there every night this summer in the garden with my hands in the dirt because that is how you build your immune system back up. Yeah, but watch out for like spiders and other bugs that, you know, sit in the dirt and ticks, especially ticks. Like spiders are good because they're at least catching stuff. But yeah, ticks are just the devil. Yeah, I'm grateful that I live in a part of the country where there's really only one venomous spider mm-hmm. and they're pretty. It's it's the Black Widow. Like, you're not going to mistake what that looks like. And everything else is pretty chill. Um, and I no longer live in the wolf spider infested house, which thank God. But <laughs> Bogwitch upgrade. <laughs> but I, I missed being outside in grad school. That was like my one thing. And I've yet to really be able to be outside again as much as I want mm-hmm. to be. And so I'm hoping this summer that I can do that and be outside and get my hands grimy and dirty and then scare off children while I'm at it. <laughs> I wish that for you. Like, I could see you mushing around in someone's plot of zucchinis or something <laughs> and, like, dancing around a bonfire, like those paintings of witches dancing yes. nude around the fire. I think we should bring that back. I think Especially so too. to a community garden setting, you know, or, like, a dumpster fire. What else brings people together more than a giant raging fire drinking and naked women? Like... Nothing else. Nothing else. Uh, that's... That's... Human perfection personified. <laughs> Peak. <laughs> Peak human. <laughs> Hobbies. That's a hobby. You're doing dance. You're uh, spending time amongst people being social. Yes. Uh, rhythmic chanting and yeah. So what? at what point did you realize that you were turning into a local cryptid slash bog witch? Oh, God. Um, there have been many points in my development in which I was like, I- I'm just further sinking into the role. Perhaps I was born this way. And then, <laughs> you know, there were events that just confirmed it. Like, when I became too lazy to shave, <laughs> if I don't have to. Oh, fuck yeah. So it was like various layers of hair growth on my legs. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Typically, like, up to the knees or a little over the knee. Uh-huh. Yeah, rooting around in the dirt, taking night walks, just uh, traipsing about it with my headlamp on, being like, isn't this delightful? <laughs> Through the tulips. Let's see. Eating radishes and drinking milk. When I still drink milk. Okay. In my culture, that's like the number one thing. Like, you're going to give yourself a stomach ache. Like, there is a big oh. thing, at least in my culture, where... <laughs> Like, if if you eat a pickle and drink water, like, drinking water with anything, especially ice water, is the one guarantee way to make you sick. Drafts, they're really weary of drafts. So many sensitivities. It's huh. weird. Yeah. Okay. So I'm out here being reckless. Um, <laughs> with your ice know- water. Yeah, and it's also so <laughs> funny. Like, if I drink beet juice, because I had a juicer and was, like, really into juicing for a while, if I drink okay. raw beet juice... I would throw it up and then, like, my toilet would look like a haunted house. It was grisly. Oh, but girl. I can eat cooked beets or, like, yeah. a raw beet salad, but I can't drink the raw blood of beets. Huh. I used, Which to maybe- put, I used to put beets in my smoothies all the time. I love it. Oh, yeah. Like, folic acid. Get your folic acid on. You know, they're so healthy and so good for you. But 
Maybe that loses, like, my street cred as a bog witch because I can't drink the raw beets. I've never tried raw beets by Dre. Um. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I've never tried beet juice, though. So <laughs> Yo. Unbelievable. <laughs> that was but, good. Okay, so I, I do have a question for you. Along mm-hmm. this idea of witches and witchcraft, um, did you ever used to make potions as a kid? No, but I was really interested in the the images of like old crones and you know wise mm-hmm. women that lived in the woods and communicated with animals. I I just thought that was so metal and badass. Oh, okay, from a very young age. But then again, I was also like reading Frankenstein and Dracula. I mean, <laughs> one of my pets is named after the vampire Dracula. <laughs> so I know, I know. And it's, yeah, just things like that, that I guess the, like, the dark and macabre, but especially, like, you know, these women that people were afraid of, and I'm just like, Uh yes, that's awesome. How about (laughs) you, though? When did you feel that pull, and were you making lotions and potions? I I was. So when I was a kid, again, I grew up in a really tiny town Mm -hmm. and in the country, and we had a flower bed that my mom kind of tended my dad took care of it more often than not Mm -hmm. but they had this cute little mini bird bath it was this little frog and it held up a lily pad and you're supposed to fill it with water and right but it was never filled because it would just evaporate every day or it would be used the birds would spill it out and so it would just be this empty bowl that was supposed to be outside and so i would (laughs) go out and forage and find like wild onions and acorns and flowers and I would get a rock (laughs) and like mortar and pestle the shit (laughs) I love that that's so cute though and I would make little I called them soups at the time so like I'd make soup outside and but there was like there was a compulsion to do it I loved doing it I I had such a fun time looking and finding legitimately edible things in the yard Mm -hmm. and then making them not edible once I mixed them together. Yeah, your mash. (laughs) And then I would get water from the water pump that we had in the front yard and Mm -hmm. have soup and like serve it to my pretend, you know, people. And I did that, I think, starting at when we moved in when I was seven so yeah when i was 25 (laughs) (laughs) but i knew i knew i couldn't do it inside because i know some people would do that with like lotions and glitter or whatever because it was the early 2000s yep um but i i knew that if i wasted anything inside i'd get my ass beat so outside though where all the wild stuff was as long as i cleaned it up and kind of like buried my soup after i was done with it it, then we were fine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm trying to bury a liquid <laughs> listen i witchy things you know maybe it like the process of alchemy or whatever yeah I, your, your little witchy self was doing out there i kept that garden alive baby <laughs> <laughs> you know what that reminds me of like in the era of like spiritualism when people really got into the photographs of like ectoplasm and so forth and oh, yeah. the two 
they were these two young girls, like I think cousins in England or something, and they had faked photos with fairies. Yes, the fairy photos, the infamous yeah. fairy photos. I love those. I did too, and they're so cleverly done, and honestly, for the time, I was like, how fantastic is that? But I just love that these two girls gooped everybody for such a long time. That was, I think I read about those in, there was a published book, it was like the Fairy Journal or something, Mm -hmm. and I think they re-released it, but it was a whole book about different fairy types and and the fae in general and Mm -hmm. i i ate that shit up i loved that stuff and i think like that's that's part of the fun the like the fantastical and it's like in every culture you know there are these types of creatures and like wise women that people simultaneously respect but are also afraid of which Mm -hmm. i'm like very hashtag goals (laughs) it's very good but I think that's part of the fun of it all. Mm-hmm. And, and why, like, so when I see, like, little girls and boys dressed up like witches and warlocks and wizards, I'm like, that's the business. They know what's up. Start yes. young. <laughs> Start them young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get them into the craft. <laughs> no, I I love it. Now, here's a fun, I feel like, topic about this, because we're both... We have religious backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And so I have, you know, in the last couple of years, really turned more to looking at less witchcraft, more just like pagan ideology in general and mm-hmm. the workings and how it's much more nature-based and self-based and how religion, the way that some of these big ones work is to almost demonize yourself and not trust yourself and you have to trust the clergy or or the higher power or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and it just almost breeds these insecurities and it's been a really i don't want to say fun but informational experience i think for myself personally can you tell us about what are some of the things that surprised you in the process process of learning more about paganism and what is something that you're trying to do more in your daily life as a result of those teachings? So I think the biggest surprise is that idea of not being able to trust yourself Mm -hmm. and that I never thought of it as I always just saw it as, you know, you're supposed to listen to your elders or people who came before you know better. And, Mm -hmm. of course, you know, this all-knowing being would know the best for you. And so you should follow their word to the letter Mm -hmm. so that you can be a good human. And (laughs) when you get out of that and you realize that you can be a good person because you should be a good person Mm -hmm. and that... Your instinct is often selfish, but it's self-preservation, and that's not a bad thing. It's a distinction. It is. And so, you know, I've gotten now over the past couple of years to really listen to myself and trust my, my inner voice about things that maybe don't seem right or things that do seem right. And, you know, I... 
the last five years of my life have been better than the previous 25 Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the sense of finding who I am as a person and work relationships and friendships. And I mean, we reconnected in the last three years and I am so grateful for that because I needed that. And Mm -hmm. I had missed you so much, my dear. And I just, I feel like listening to that inner voice has really brought me all these amazing people into my life. And it's just like, this is all because I've, I've trusted myself, not because I've done anything that someone's told me to do. Yeah, yeah. It And, you know, I can only speak through the lens of Catholicism, mm-hmm. of already being broken when you're born like this innocent babe. And right. you're born a sinner, which I think is so ridiculous because you haven't even had time to do anything deemed, quote unquote, good or quote unquote, bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people, depending on what kind of interpretation you follow and what kind of holy circles you roll in, they (laughs) may argue for the notion of free will, whereas others are like, no, there is a plan for everybody. Yeah. But, you know, take those two things together and already it seems so pointless and like out of control Mm -hmm. because, well, if you're a sinner, then you're just a dumbass, you know, you're going to make mistakes and yeah this is for you know whatever happened in the past your past life or something and you know you were a bad person so now you got to do these things mm-hmm. and it's like no you, you always have the choice and i think you can always try to do something better to try to improve uh, not even tomorrow but today you can sure. continue to make the choice to change something or not change it yeah I definitely think it's when you give people the option of choice again Mm -hmm. and you give people the idea that you are in control of your destiny, Mm -hmm. then you're limitless. Yeah, yeah. And it's like for every action, there is a consequence. And whether you view it as good or bad is entirely subjective because that's an emotional load on something. Mm -hmm. You could just say it is what it is without any emotion attached to it. But... In the end, like, if you do A, B is going to happen. Might even be C. It might even be D. And then, you know, so on and so forth. Like, roots. It just keeps on expanding outward. But isn't that, like, just so delicious in a way? And it's (laughs) because that's the only word that kind of comes to mind because it's so interesting. You just never know. But isn't that the fun of it, too? Oh, yeah. I I think it's been so just relieving to know that – that these rules these you know Cosmic ways of, rules yeah they they don't they're not set in stone by anyone Mm-mm. like as you just said every action has a reaction and every action can have a consequence whether it's a good or a bad one but knowing that you get to make that choice mm-hmm. and you know whether you do it impulsively or not it's just it's this concept then of what happens how i react to things that happen is on me yes yeah because i mean you're behind the driver's seat right and i anything that happens to you does not mean that you deserve it 
things just mm-hmm. happen. And yes. so like that's why I want to phrase it in anything any way that you react to things. It's all for you. And you know, things happen daily that they just happen. And you didn't deserve the good or the bad. Things just happen sometimes, but how you take that is you. And yeah. I think that that should be empowering. More than anything, yes. And I think in the earlier branches of religion, and again, from the Catholic lens, is the separation of the divine and yourself because you are a quote-unquote sinner from the get-go, mm-hmm. you know? And then maybe in other forms of Christianity, and this is me totally speaking out of ignorance, like, you know, imbued <laughs> with the light of Christ, mm-hmm. but there is still like this division because it's like, how can something so flawed and broken possibly be a vessel for the divine? And I I just think that's such a terrible concept that mm-hmm. the divine is always within you, right? If you carry Jesus within your heart or insert whoever or whatever that force individual may be, mm-hmm. why isn't it one and the same? We are all capable of so many things. There's so much potential, so much possibility. Yeah. So... I don't see how there is a divide. It should be one and the same. We are all connected, this life force, and especially through concepts of like paganism, Buddhism, and Taoism, so forth, where everything has a life force just teeming with energy. There's cycles, and it's, oh, it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I know. I love it. This is this is one of those where I don't do drugs, but I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't do drugs, but... I don't. I've never done anything outside of alcohol and like my occasional hookah. I think I did twice in my life. But besides that, I've never done anything. But I'm almost a little worried too because this is me sober. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I already go deep, okay? And I don't need to go any deeper because I'm afraid I'm going to (laughs) drown. You are going to go and plummet straight to the Mariana Trench and then even (laughs) through that to the core of the earth, mama. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but no, I I love this idea of of divine power, but that it, you don't have to jump through hoops to get to it. No, no, like and of course it's constant self-improvement and work. Sure. But yeah, when it's like fiery hoops or the hoops are in motion <laughs> and there's like, you know, flying alligators knives. in the moat, yeah, flying <laughs> knives. Um, swinging pendulums or like a ball that's trying to crush you you're running away from it (laughs) yeah yeah i it's just it's this idea of when i my baptist background was you know you had to go to church and you had to follow the rules and Mm -hmm. you weren't born evil you weren't born like that but you were born human which is to sin which is Everything that you do is, you know, sinful or whatever. Yeah, fucked. <laughs> right. And so you have to be baptized then to be saved. And I, I was baptized back when I was 13. Because the difference between baptism or baptism, Baptists and Catholics is that Catholics are baptized as infants, right? Correct. And to- then as you get older, you you kind of affirm the faith, like, when you go through communion and then confirmation. Right. So Baptists mm-hmm. did not have that. We just, whenever you felt that you deserved to be baptized, I guess, is that's when you were baptized. And you had a mm-hmm. one-on-one meeting with your preacher and had, you know, like a 
an interview, basically. And then uh-huh. if the preacher d- thought that you were deserving of baptism, then you got baptized. I know, I know. Again, it's this whole, when you view it from a third party, when I was in the moment, I'm like, I have to show that I am deserving of baptism. And now, yeah. now when I'm older, I'm looking back, I'm like, bitch, seriously? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got to tell me 10 reasons why I should put you in this holy dunk tank. <laughs> right so so it's like you have to be baptized and then you have to read the bible and know all of the bible and know all of the words and and all of the rules and live your life you know and already the rules set you up to fail yeah and so many people because there's just so many lenses right and we have lived experiences and biases and illnesses of all Mm -hmm. sorts like when you put the subjective spin on things (laughs) they get pretty messy pretty quickly absolutely (laughs) oh excuse me sorry so you know i think if it's the lens of do no harm take no shit Mm. be fair but firm you can be kind and loving but be fair Mm -hmm. you know like let consequences happen and so forth and establish boundaries and such and Life is good. Life is beautiful. I, amen. <laughs> amen. Now, do you think that all of this, because there's been a rise almost, at least in, a, in the United States, of witchcraft and paganism. Like, it's been discussed in the news that there's this almost mm-hmm. second wave of witchery and people leaving the faith and how, you know, Christianity is under attack, right? Like it is every year. And... <laughs> Every fiscal year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so do you think that what might be driving that? Like, what are your thoughts about this movement? Mm-hmm. I think that's such a great question. And I think more than anything, people, when you are so firmly chained to mm-hmm. something and you're aching to be free, when you finally get that inch, and you make a break for it, some people just go full tilt. It's like from one extreme to another. Yeah. You know, and sometimes like, yeah, you just need to cannonball right in. You can't even dip your toe. You just need to cannonball. And I'm fully, you know, for that immersive process if that's what someone feels and believes that they need. Mm -hmm. I wish that with people who are interested in things like witchcraft, whether it's like Wicca, paganism, you know, something like the old religions that have been around for so long um, that they don't make it this aesthetic thing, which I feel like so many folks do, Mm -hmm. that it's like, I just want to live a certain aesthetic. And these things aren't an aesthetic. Like I, I see that at least in the States, there's the cosmetic store Sephora and they were selling like these witch kits. Oh, with yeah. like, uh, what was it like a crystal with like crushed up rose petals that were dried, a feather, and I forget if it was like white sage or something. And you know, so many of these things are like not sourced correctly, sustainably. Yeah, no. And without the proper process of how do I use these? And of course, you can create your own rituals. We all do, you know, even like day to day things like how you get ready for work in the morning or your down sure. like nighttime routine, you know, everyone has a ritual of sorts or playing makeup, whatever. But I'm happy that people are curious mm-hmm. and 
I think a genuine curiosity is such a beautiful thing. But I also wish that coupled with self-reflection so people can be like, what is the reason that I'm doing this? Is it to rebel? Is it because I really am interested in what will connect with that spiritual level in me? Yeah. You know, do I want community, a different kind of community of people? Mm-hmm. So, you know, just so many questions. Am I doing this to rebel? It's kind of like when we talked about in our body mod episode of, is it modification or is it mutilation? Right. Yeah. But same question to you, because I think it's such a beautiful question. Yeah, I think that, I think part of it is that we have just become so interconnected with not just each other, but with the world. Mm-hmm. That we're learning Things that we probably weren't supposed to learn at times when, you know, these religions were founded. Mm -hmm. And these, like, one of the things that kind of started my own personal journey is when I left my hometown, went to college, and found out that every single religious holiday was based off of a pagan holiday. Hello, birth of Jesus, winter solstice. (laughs) Exactly. Hello, you know, all of them. That yeah, Samhain and the Day of the Dead. <laughs> yep, already used. As you just said, this whole Christmas hullabaloo is... And so it's like all of this stuff. But since humans began, there were days dedicated to celebrating the seasonal changes. There were days mm-hmm. celebrating... When the nights stopped being as long as they were, there Mm -hmm. were all of these celebrations. And when religions tried to come in and, you know, impose their own style and belief on things, they were like, oh, well, all of these people already noticed this day. This is ours. This is ours. This is ours. And like, so that really woke me up to a lot of stuff, I would say. And Mm -hmm. then I started to really look into just religion as (laughs) I love how you said fiscal year earlier, because that's kind (laughs) of what it was doing is it's like, it's selling itself as a cure to humanity. Mm -hmm. And that's just not what it is. And these humans have existed for, for so long, like just humanity in general has existed for so long without organized religion And I wanted to learn about that. I wanted to know how people just exist without these Mm -hmm. constraints that we put on ourselves. That's a long-winded way then of saying that (laughs) I think that this wave of witchcraft is happening now because we're starting to get control is slipping. And so individuals are trying to wrangle that back. But we've already become so interconnected that we see it as red flags. And we're, I wouldn't even call it so much as a rebellion, but more as a just general fuck you. You can't control people on a mass scale. Mm -hmm. But that's just me. (laughs) No, and to your point, I think it's important for like, let's say the quote unquote major religions to be flexible and realize that times change, opinions change, and Mm. certain things should have some leeway to be updated to reflect that. 
because what worked then does not necessarily reflect the needs or the, the climate now, as it were. Right. But what I'm most interested in and would love to hear your thoughts on is like the seemingly push and pull of like, we have it, but we don't talk about it. For instance, <laughs> I noticed in my culture, um, many Catholics is predominantly Catholic, you know, the idea of church and such is very strong priests, you know, yeah. that they're, you know, the the mouthpiece of God, the Pope. But then they do things which are seemingly a no-no, like tarot cards. They're, like, really interested in that. The oh. so-called wise women or seers. Yeah. Which I I was like, but isn't that so, like, contrary and opposite? Or, like, you know, when people vilify practices like yoga, which have been around for centuries. Right. You know, not only for, like, the health benefits, but, like, the meditative nature of it and um, ensuring that your body's energy is flowing correctly. You know, it's just like, it's uh-huh. so much more nuanced. Yeah. But like, why would you vil- like vilify yoga? Like it's a bad thing. Like maybe essential oils or crystals. I'm like, yeah, proceed with caution. Do they really cure your cancer? I don't know. But if you're all out of options, maybe you're like, I have nothing to lose anyway. <laughs> sure. You know, I, yeah. I actually had an uncle past a few years ago who tried to cure his cancer holistically and it Mm -hmm. i don't know if it did anything to at least help ease his mind but Mm -hmm. it certainly didn't cure it but you know at the same time radioactive treatment doesn't always cure it chemotherapy doesn't always cure it so it's no we're ki- it's kind of a crapshoot either way. So, like, do you want to do it medically or do you want to do it at- from home, you know? Yeah, and- like, prolong the inevitable or just go on your own terms. Right. And so I'm – we could totally have a whole episode about that of, of death on your own terms. And – but just – I think a lot of it is this fear that, again, it empowers the person. Mm-hmm. And – tarot and yoga and i would even argue other holistic treatments like acupuncture have been seen as unhelpful they've been marketed as you know woo woo as if it's a bad thing right quackery and like i don't know about other people but when i was doing yoga years ago and now that i'm also doing acupuncture this is the best i have felt Yes. And it's these are ancient techniques and mm-hmm. ancient medicines that have been around for far longer than Christianity. And I mm-hmm. think that that then scares the church and yeah. it scares, <laughs> you know, again, these mostly men who are in charge of really big decisions Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're doing, you are grasping at straws because people are learning that these things work, or at least they help. And even if all they do is ease their anxiety, that's still helping, in my opinion. Completely. And who's to say that they can't coexist, that they can serve as a supplement to the other? Sure. I mean, I just, I was 
I was online because I'm chronically online. And <laughs> there was this other podcast. I have no idea who this woman was. I have no idea what podcast she was on. She was talking about how Christianity calls it prayer. Science calls it the placebo effect. And like, you know, witches call it vibes or whatever, right? But no mm-hmm. one's denying its existence. Interesting. And so it's this idea that there are – we can change things as groups of people. We're connected. Mm-hmm. And the mind is such a powerful tool and muscle. And we don't even understand how our brains work to this day. No. That who's to say that we're able to put out – you know, waves of energy that clash and connect with others and we make these cosmic changes based on it. And it's, again, through prayer, through just meditation, through just this placebo effect of telling someone something when in reality, you know it's not, but then they start to either get better or or smarter or braver because of it. And it's like, something's there, But because you can't control it and you can't fully explain it, it's demonized. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And I mean, think about like, to your point about the power of the mind, psychologists study behavior, like how people perform under pressure, when under observation, when under a perceived authority figure and -hmm. how they react. Like you said, the mind can do so many wonderful things to the individual and yet so many horrible things too to the individual and groups of individuals and (laughs) it's endlessly fascinating how for centuries i mean since the dawn of time people have been looking for a way to understand the world at large and their role in it Mm. and you know i think there was this reverence and continues to be i'm sure for how small we are in comparison to time, to space, to whatever else is out there. And that's very humbling. And I don't know, I think that's more of a unifying thing because whatever faith background you are, I believe that's a unifying factor that there is this kind of general anxiety Mm. about the unknown. You know, some traditions of uh, religious, uh, philosophical thought, whatever schools of thought teach you ways to cope with that or try to explain certain things. Mm -hmm. But And I can tell you in my own personal life, there have been some events that I can't logically explain. Absolutely. But I think in those moments, even as my, you know, brain, it's it's easy to slide back into lizard brain of your like survival (laughs) brain. But even in trying in 2020, in hindsight, just being just trying to approach something logically and rationally and really like break it down and try to make sense. But sometimes you just run out of all possible considerations and you're like, well, damn, maybe that was something, you know? Oh (laughs) yeah. Like of a miraculous nature, whether divine or supernatural, paranormal, insert whatever it could be here. Yeah. And isn't that super dope though? Like, isn't that cool (laughs) that maybe there is something out there? Like who's to say? Oh, I find it endlessly exciting and fascinating and and joyful because i maybe i am just this is my own neurodivergency right but knowing (laughs) that 
no one knows the answers makes me feel better. Because I don't know the fucking answers. I I don't know shit. I don't know shit for dick. I am doing my best every day. I'm pretty sure you could tell them apart, but okay. <laughs> I am doing my best every day just to keep this this houseplant of a human body alive and knowing that no one actually has the answer and that we are microscopic when it comes to the size of the cosmos. Like, mm-hmm. I'm good with that. I'm chill. I don't want to be important. I don't want to have the fates of the worlds of the universe on my shoulders. I don't want to know the answers. Because it, what wh- what am I supposed to do with it then? I mean, uh, uh, people have started wars over lesser things, so. And that's stupid. <laughs> oh, incredibly, stupid. incredibly so. But I like the idea of just being second banana, honestly, because that kind of responsibility <laughs> seems like an awful lot is an awful lot. But Did you say second banana? <laughs> yeah, second banana. I've never heard that before. <laughs> I I mean, this is the person who said catawampus, and I also found out recently there's a word called cockwomble. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It's just like someone who is like silly. Okay. I like it. Or a jerk. Yeah, cockwomble. But um <laughs> and I I thought that was so nice that you said this house plant. Uh-huh. Of a person. And in my mind, I was like, garbage boat, dumpster fire. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Which I know is so n- unkind to oneself, but sometimes it's the reality of things. I I don't care. I have yelled <laughs> at my coworkers just this past week because they said something mean about themselves. And I said, hey, mm-hmm. no negative self-speak. Yeah, <laughs> they that looked shit at me down before it becomes I, internalized. Right, and they looked at me like I was the first person to ever tell them that. Like, no, you need to be nice to yourself. You need to be kinder to yourself because all of us are are dust floating in the wind. Okay, that is all that we are, and it's fine if you mess up. That's a very Kansas moment. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know that song? I do. Dust I, I love yeah. that song. I, I love Kansas I, the band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And see, there is a God, because everything connects. Yes. <laughs> or whatever, you know, we believe in. But yeah. um, I truly, truly. And you know what's so interesting? Again, back to the psychology of things and the brain being such a magnificent and terrifying place at the same time and thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> when we think negative thoughts, the neurotransmitters work as such, the brain works as such that it internalizes that and it strengthens that. And then that's the kind of pathway, the road that you take. That is your highway. Mm -hmm. That is your hill to die on until you decide otherwise and shift perspectives. Mm -hmm. Then your thinking will only get more negative and stay that way more than anything. Yep. It takes effort and time and patience and And cognizance and cognizance to rewire your brain Mm -hmm. but you can you can do that it is it is so difficult but i if anyone is going through that right now i want you to know that it's not a hopeless cause and that Mm -hmm. you can make that difference and just you have to deconstruct the 
miles of interstates within your brain and you're going to have to start all over again with a two rut road system and like just a walking path and you have to build that brick by brick very consciously mm-hmm. to then make those interstates again so that it but it's a better interstate it's an interstate that connects a to b automatically in a positive manner completely and (laughs) you may think this three pounds of tissue rules my life no (laughs) not necessarily yeah it uh allows your body to run a lot of automatic functions that you don't think about but also something like breathing, love it. Get that blood flowing through your system. <laughs> but also your brain is capable of being a, a, a poopy pants completely. Absolutely. That's the clinical term. That, Said it here for, first, folks. Hear that in therapist office across the nation. It's yeah, a poopy like, brain. Yeah, it's like the live, laugh, love kind of home decor, but like stop being a poopy pants. Like that's your <laughs> motivational sign that you have in your kitchen or something. <laughs> But yeah, I and I really think that there is untapped power within the mind. And mm-hmm. I I sometimes wonder that that is not something that we necessarily need to harness. I think that as long as we acknowledge that it's there and acknowledge its strength, that then you can use that in certain instances, again, to like rewire your own thinking or or ask questions or just be mindful and, and be present. But I don't think that... I think that there are some superpowers or supernatural abilities that just, we don't need to weaponize them, okay? They just need to exist in nature. Yeah. Fair enough. That's all I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) But do you you have any, like, final thoughts or questions, dear S, about this idea of, of a rise of witchery or a rise of independence within the United States? I love the evolution of this episode. It started off <laughs> as how did you know you were a bog witch to the power of the mind. <laughs> hey, they are one in the same, sis. <laughs> Truly, we went on a journey today and I appreciate that. <laughs> what are your thoughts or advice, Dee? I just, I, I think that everyone should be asking questions and that you should always be asking questions. And you should make decisions that are best for you in any given circumstance but not harming other people not harming other people absolutely being being selfish is not a bad thing but being a dick is <laughs> truths <laughs> oh man well i guess with that being said thank you everyone for listening if you have enjoyed it thus far leave a like a rating subscribe bookmark shout us out into the universe and send us to your friends tell them that we're awesome and worth listening to. We greatly appreciate all that you do for us. And until next week, stay alive, friends. Be your delicious bogwitch gremlin selves. <laughs> from the heathens, got will, got fight, got pride, got reason. If they want to go, eat